Welcome back to the Mike Diaries. I'm Colette Warren and it's episode 11. If this is your first time, thank you for stopping by and I hope you enjoy it. If you're a regular, then thank you so much for coming back. I love you. If you'd like to support this podcast, then please visit paypal.me forward slash Colette Warren. Up next, I have the lovely Ruth Royal, who's been absolutely killing it on the Doom DC in the last 12 months. She's also the brains behind the Keep It Real campaign and has her own podcast of the same name, Keep It Real, which you should definitely check out. So sit back, relax, and join us for red wine and a gin. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I feel like this is a hang. This is great. It is. Because like, well, I was thinking, we both live in Bristol. I should have just got you over here. And then, oh, I know, well. I know. I can't believe that. we haven't hung out before this. It's crazy. Yeah, it feels like I know you already. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> the power of social media. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like we're totally in each other's lives, but never yeah, actually physically. <laughs> we live like, quite close to each other. But I think, you know, because it's been obviously a crazy year, I think if things were normal, I probably would have met you loads by now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you, I am going to be seeing you definitely in July because I, I know you're doing a little surprise um there's a couple of songs that intrigue in july yes yes yeah shogun <laughs> intrigue and shogun so i'm definitely going to see you then but hopefully exactly that'll be fun, fun. Oh, i was anyway. talking to um i was talking to monroe on like a i think it was on the shogun takeover we did an instagram takeover for yeah for the single with him and we were talking about bit that night and i was like oh yeah and no, i'm gonna be there and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be wafting about. And he just absolutely <laughs> loved that term. He was like, wafting about. I was like, yeah, that's what I feel like I'll be doing. You know, wafting about by the bar. Yes. I might sing a couple of songs. It makes complete <laughs> sense. I'm just so, there for the hang. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even remember what to do when we go out now. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I just, you know, praying that all these things are going to go ahead, man. Oh, God. I know. I know. Crossing I've seen everything. a few um, festivals that have cancelled, like Boomtown just made an announcement. Sh- um, what's the other Shambhala one? Yes. cancelled. I'm like, do you know something we don't? Like, yeah. Because the NAS Festival, they just posted their lineup. They're going ahead. So I'm like, well, which is it? Like, what's going on? But I don't It's weird, isn't it? Because I was wondering if it's because of the size of festivals, because Boomtown's massive. And I know NAS is smaller, but then Shambhala's quite small. So I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't know. I think. I think it was, like you said, hitting the nail on the head. Boom, sounds absolutely massive. NAS Festival smaller. Who knows? But at the moment, I'll be grateful to go to anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hospitality <laughs> in the Woods especially, that one. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that. Me it's too. So I feel good. like that one's pretty, you know, going to happen because it's all the way in September. If there's any kind of delay, I feel like, you know, September is a good kind of lag. Like it gives it an extra three or four months for things to hopefully mm. be normal again so yeah. that one i'm pretty confident in that one but who knows you just don't bloody know do you? i just really hope that that one goes ahead because i feel like that's going to be an opportunity to like meet so many people that i've worked with this year and haven't yeah. actually physically met definitely <laughs> that one's definitely going to be a wafter <laughs> yeah that is going to be a big wafter that one <laughs> and it's like two days as well so it's just oh, i'm excited so yeah i'm, I'm confident in that one and but I will meet you in July, if not before. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I've been wanting to get you on for ages and I'm really glad we finally got to do it. So how oh, are thanks you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, oh. I'm very well. I'm a bit hot. <laughs> I've been in my <laughs> studio all day and it's a bit like oh. a greenhouse because I can't open the windows because it's really noisy outside. 
and I've been recording. Oh god! So yeah. I just have the windows closed all day, and um, I just feel absolutely. I know roasting. that one. It's like you can't have like a car going past in the tune. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> might be loaded at extra like, baseline. The Bristol sirens sort of sound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the time I hear cars going past my house playing drum and bass, so I'm like. Fucking add that into it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Everywhere you go in Bristol, some drum and bass going on. So yeah, like, how long have you lived in Bristol? And are you originally from London? No, I'm not. I'm originally from Stroud, which is just outside Bristol. So oh, I've been in Bristol. Happened? Yeah, my boyfriend's mom lives there. Yeah, yeah. So years and years. I've been. I think I've been here like 15 years, and then I had like a little stop off in London. Um, for for I can't remember how long now, a few years, a couple of years. Um, Fifteen years in Bristol. Wow, you're pretty much a Bristolian, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's, it might be not might be longer. No, no, I think it's fifteen years. I think it's fifteen years. Um, wow, but that's a long yeah, time. it's. I feel very rooted into the city, and yes. I don't want to go anywhere else. Um. <laughs> yes, no, me need. I mean, I'm from Birmingham, and then I did a ten year stint in London moved here four years ago and I'm like never moving out of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's great it's kind of like it's sort of like a town that's a city it's like pretending moonlighting as a city it's not really though it's a little village and everyone's yeah. sort of really slow pace and it's like all right love <laughs> yeah right love yeah <laughs> and it is like it's, it's got that city vibe but it's got the country vibe as well so that's that's another thing that's so amazing about it yeah it's great and the music scene's amazing the music scene is amazing that's why I came here originally like wanted to come and I, I came to college here um and yeah just like loved the music scene like love what was going on here um we were like in Stroud we, we were always going going to all the rays going to all the slime and vinyl oh, and everything. We, always used to, like, vinyl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used to always like drive over to Bristol to go to the free parties and Aww. um so it was always really exciting coming to Bristol so, yeah. yeah so yeah tell me about your backstory like how you you know when you started singing and how you got into the music and how you got into drum and bass and how you started working with drum and bass artists um well I've been singing forever I've, I've yeah. been singing professionally since I was like 14 like super young wow. um and uh I actually started off in a completely different genre I started off in jazz and soul well you can, you um, can hear that in your voice yeah yeah definitely which which is kind of cool like I, I like that that's where I came from but it was funny because I feel like I've done full circle because when I was really young all I was listening to was drum and bass and then like <laughs> when I started working I was like doing jazz and soul and now I've come back to back around to drum yeah. and bass <laughs> so um so that's kind of nice really but um yeah I, went, I was I worked uh I was working with a label um really early on um where uh I was it was kind of like a development deal I guess and that that was really cool like that, that I ended up doing my first album in Abbey Road which is pretty nuts oh my god um amazing. yeah I know it's mad at the time I was like well this is normal um <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool um but uh, yeah we, we did some touring like we toured, toured around UK did, did touring in uh, Germany and Holland as well which was really fun um but I think I was like I was really young I, I was I was 19 when I signed, signed with them and I was like 14 when I started doing like session work and mm -hmm. you know working with them and it was quite a label environment, so it was like as I, I was very there was very much a brand going on, um, and I think I was not really there yet. I kind of wanted to explore my voice and I wanted to explore my sound, um, 
so that's when I moved to London was was mm. after that and I kind of wanted to get into I was very much like in the neo soul scene there so I wanted to get mm-hmm. into session work properly um which I did and I worked on like the the circuit there like with all all of these incredible singers that um there were like all these uh, did you ever go to any of those like jam nights in London yeah it was like yeah Definitely. they're just <laughs> such a wicked scene yeah, yeah. so that's like I think I feel like that's where I like cut my teeth really and like mm. really learned how to do what I do and ended up doing a lot of like collaborating songwriting and stuff and like doing a lot of pop writing and nice. and that's kind of how I've ended up doing what I do now which is like a lot of like commercial songwriting and mm-hmm. um you know, so you write like for that. other people as well yeah I write yes. I write a lot for other people and I write a lot for like tv um stuff so like adverts and things like that (laughs) um which is hilarious um any that we know about yeah probably it's quite a few you you've probably seen the sloggy advert that was all around bristol on all the billboards i'm i'm the entire choir amazing (laughs) all the harmonies and everything yeah yeah um and uh did some stuff for dove um i did like wow lots of lots of phone adverts like lots of phone adverts that you see online like yeah seem seem to do lots of stuff for Hawaii um (laughs) which is fun um yeah just like lots of stuff like that so that's that's like my nine to five but that that like came from um working in London and kind of like ending Mm. up with a really versatile voice like from doing I was doing a lot of like corporate work and stuff like that and you know, I wish I'm sure you've done like, like we're having to learn like massive lists of songs in loads yeah. of different styles. And you're just like, oh my God, I yeah. swear that's the hardest thing I've ever done. Like oh. all of the stuff today, I, that is the hardest thing. Like doing those high end corporate things Like we used mm. to do, um, used to work in a band called Sensation Band. And you'd have like an earpiece in and the MD would be shouting a song at you as another song's oh finishing and it would be like I don't know like Valerie Ruth go to the front and I'm like ah, ah, ah. it's like first <laughs> two three four. and you just have like someone talking in your ear and you wouldn't that know what was coming so up. intense oh it was so stressful <laughs> and I was like kind of like stepping and clicking at the same time yeah. like come on guys let's look like we're having fun um so that was yeah that was pretty pretty intense but um yeah then that then I moved back to Bristol um and uh yeah just kind of carried on working carried on like I've always been like a gigging singer, like a working mm, singer. Like yeah. I've always had like done the done the grind, you know. Yes. Um so I've never kind of stopped doing that really. And um then then that was kind of when I got into drum and bass um mm-hmm. artistically. I'd always I'd always wanted to work in electronic music. Like that's kind of why I pulled away from jazz because it wasn't it didn't feel right for me yeah. like, I didn't feel like there was that's... something missing like oh yeah totally yeah totally um so I, I kept trying to like cr- cross stuff over and I kept being like let's do electronic jazz <laughs> <laughs> just trying to like work work ways into it but um could be a new thing except what it could be um it wasn't though <laughs> but I'd um, tested it <laughs> but I just kind of like mm. I, I'm really happy that that this has been the thing that's like stuck for me as an artist and like kind of brought me through as as me doing my own thing and my songwriting and releases like that is come through the drum and bass scene because it just feels like home like it feels it flows so much like the the audiences are amazing like the the whole community the drum and bass community is just such an amazing place to be and it just like really is it is yeah unless you're part of it you can never explain it to someone can you yeah it's like 
I think I've like been in scenes before that can be a bit cliquey and can be a bit mm-hmm. like, you know, you show me what you got kind of thing. And um, <laughs> I'm not very good at that. I'm kind of, kind of a bit uh, a bit goofy, I think. Um, so being in a scene and being in a community that like everybody seems to big each other up, like everybody wants yes. to work with each other. Like it's so, it doesn't feel like there's like head on competition going on. It's like, yeah, you're awesome. Like, you know, you're awesome. Like, it just feels really good. Especially within, I feel like within the vocalist scene and mm. the women, like I really yeah. feel like we really all get behind each other and we're pushing each other and we're trying to support and promote each other. It's not just like, oh no, I want to be the best or yeah. you're not, but you know, it's it's really nice and, and very 100%. kind of, what's the word? Like, it's just unique, I feel like in the music scene. It's so unique. I think like coming from a straight up kind of like session vocalist scene which was a lot of like backing singing and a lot of like mm. that can be really catty and I was like I really imagine. didn't fit into that I like, didn't really suit it um and it yeah I, I just think it's a really it's it's much better to support each other and kind of all grow together and all kind of yeah move up through whatever it is you're doing together like when when I came back from London um that we I was really enjoying the jam nights there and came back to Bristol and I was like there's there's jam nights here but they're all kind of for uh instrumentalists I was like there isn't really anything for singers so I set up this jam night called Bristol Sessions um and it was all about like bigging all the other singers up and giving them space it was it ran for like four years um it was at the Gallimore Free for most oh, of it. Yeah. Um, it was like every Sunday at the Gallimore Free for, for a few years. And Amazing. we were at the Golden Lion at one point. But it got massive. Like it was a huge like house band. We had like a 10-piece band at one point. Um, and you and, and you like literally set that whole thing up? I did, yeah. I was Aww. like, you know what? This city needs more singers. <laughs> um, and it was amazing. Like, we ended up doing some festivals with the house band, and like, Sick. we did, um, we did like this massive showcase at the Colston Hall with, but it was all about this like Aww. communal singers bigging each other up. And like, I wanted to create this environment that was supportive of, of other singers. I think because I'd come out of a like something that was, I think, a little bit catty. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to make this a really cool space. And it was amazing. It was just like really feel good. All like soul tunes, all kind of like yeah. party so tunes. Is that, well, obviously it's come to an end because of everything. But I mean, did it come to an end before the pandemic or is it something you're going to do again? I think, no, it came to an end before the pandemic. I, my, I think just it was one of those things that, we did for a really long time and it was really amazing and I've got some really great memories of it um and I kind of started to songwrite a lot and like was focusing on other stuff a lot and it just became one too many things and I was like you know what I think it's time but it you know it the final one was really gorgeous and like everyone Aww. people keep saying like are you gonna do a reunion and um, yeah <laughs> I was like, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, it was, it kind of went through lots of different forms as well. Like there was a big like soul band at the galley and then we moved down to the social and that was like way more intimate and acoustic mm-hmm. and like singer-songwriters getting up and, and uh, yeah, so I think it kind of, I felt like it like had its heyday. And also 
it, it, it had we had this amazing jam night and then other nights similar started popping up and I was like yeah we started a trend yeah so I was like I can leave now it's fine I've left, <laughs> I've done I've my, left work. my mark yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I needed to kind of keep it going but um because other people were doing amazing stuff as well so yeah it was, oh, it was good amazing. fun I wish that I, I don't know if I was around then or but yeah it sounds sounds like a lot of fun well I maybe... bet you've ended up at that night without knowing yeah. what it is so honest, many people like... have yeah I probably did a bit drunk and just like oh this is good (laughs) it was a proper like vibe and so many people were like oh yeah the Sunday thing it does does ring a bell especially at the Gallimolfrey 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 your first ever drum and bass track with um well i toured with fred being graphic so that was yeah how that was can see you've got thing. a real good relationship with well especially graphics now so how did that all start so when i so i came back to bristol um and i uh i met the tour manager john um who's now my manager um and he he is so wholesome he came to me for singing lessons because he oh, wanted to sing with his little sweet. girl my heart so So, I know right so um we were doing things like Katy Perry and like you know all of the like these cute pop songs um but he he ran a tour management company at the time and like I remember well he still runs it and we we were like um just chatting I remember and and he was tour managing Neo at the time and I was like oh my god Neo is so cool yeah Um, (laughs) yeah and he got in touch with me afterwards I think I'd stopped teaching him at the time and so it was a little while later and he was like oh we've got this audition coming up for um a band that tour manage uh we need an, another vocalist um do you do you want to audition and I didn't look at who it was I just looked at the music because yeah. <laughs> it was a Dropbox <laughs> link so I just got sent like the tracks and I was like yeah yeah sounds great love it like really up for that did the audition and was like didn't still didn't look at who it was just learned yeah. the songs like yeah music great yeah, learn all the songs. My boyfriend comes in and he's like, so who's the audition for? And I looked up and I was like, oh, it's Fred being graphics. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no way. And I was like, oh my God. So I got yeah. nervous, obviously. I was so cool up until then. I was like, yeah. Maybe it's a good man. thing you didn't know before you did the audition. I know you didn't. Not, well, I'd found out just before. Right, okay. Uh, I say I found out. I just actually bothered to look. What yeah. Um, so I turned up, yeah, I turned up to the audition in Bath, met them and... Um, Got it, which is great. Apparently, Wee. they were like, yeah, we've got a few people to see. I was the only person they auditioned. So, oh, uh-uh. they were like... They obviously were just so confident with you. They thought we don't need to see anyone Yeah, else. I know, but they made, me, they made it seem like there were loads of people. They were like, well, we've got a few other people to see, so we'll get back to you. And I was just like, oh, no, I hope I get it. But, um, so, yeah, then we went on tour, and it was amazing. And I got really close to the guys. Got um, like That's when I kind of got to know my manager as well. Um, so, that was kind of the beginning of... of stuff really with me beginning working. of roof royal and drum and yeah, bass <laughs> basically um and it was just really fun uh and then me and josh um 
they they split up. I swear that was nothing to do with me. Like that wasn't my. Yeah. Fault. It may have been, I may have been on that last tour, but it wasn't me. I promise. Hey, uh, what did you do? <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, so we, yeah, me and Josh did refuge together, um, and uh, that was he. He's been a, a massive, massive help um, in in my work because he's like he's just really big me up to people. He's really like recommended me to to producers and. I think he's kind of like got my name about, which is, which, you know, all, all thanks to Josh. Um, and we, you know, we worked together quite closely on like songwriting. So we were, mm-hmm. we did Refuge um, and then we did Zephyr and then we started working on, we've actually done another project that's like this synthwave thing mm-hmm. that we were just sort of writing for fun. Um, and then we, we recently did Forget the Rain, obviously. Um, so we, we've done a lot of writing together and, um, that I think that was like the beginning of me working with with everyone, which was really yeah. fun. But, and yeah. once you got that song, like, I bet you started getting all these other messages coming through. Oh, hi, Rob, would you like to do a song with me? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly like that. But everyone was super friendly. Everyone was like, I think BC got in touch like not long after, um, and then I approached. I approached Polio and Bryson because I was massive fans of theirs. Mm-hmm. I was like, so we we were at a party. I was it was like after the tour, we we had a party and um, we were all playing tunes. And I was like, I was like, I played my favorite tune. I played my favorite tune. I played Waves, which is still one of my favorite drum yes, bass songs. Big tune. And um, I put it on, and um, I remember Josh was like, Oh, it's Jack and Harry. I know Jack and Harry. And I was like, What? wait what yeah. and he was like yeah yeah no no I'll, I'll give you that email and I was like oh my god so like linked us up and I just like fangirl I was like I love you guys so much you guys are amazing <laughs> which is fun so now you're like now I work with them quite a lot and like just know them as really sweet guys but it was just Aww. quite funny amazing well you know it's a great story and thank you so much for sharing it but I've got to say You've absolutely smashed it in the drum and bass scene this last year. Like you really have. Like you've definitely turned into a, you know, a household name in, in the drum oh, and bass world. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Coming from you as well. That's oh, that's uh, yeah, it like, means a lot. And obviously, you've just done an absolutely massive tune with Molly Collins, which has been on all the front cover of all these Spotify things. And <laughs> what was it like? Half a million in a week or something? Half a million plays yeah. in a week or something? That's mad. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's it's done. It's done like amazingly well and like me and me and molly have been working together a lot since and yeah how did the molly collins relationship come about she just got in touch she got in touch on my instagram and was like hey dude have you got any tough lines for me and i was like you know what babe i'm gonna write you one from scratch um so i wrote this i wrote the track it was just vocals and piano and i sent that to her and um so she then turned that into the track and um it was really quick like it was a really quick like because I wrote I wrote the first section um and, and I wrote the piano and then she sent it back to me and I was like ah, it needs it needs more so um <laughs> I was I was it's just really determined to write a bridge and she was like man I really like it and I was like no this needs a middle eight um <laughs> and so uh so it now does have a middle eight which I'm glad about Yay, but um but yeah eight. we've just been writing together a lot since and I think we clicked quite quickly um mm. So now we just send each other stupid messages all the time, which is uh, which is good fun. <laughs> but I think it was great because it was like finding a, like a writing partner quite like that. Because obviously mm. I, I've been writing a lot with Josh, and like to have somebody else to click with and like a woman. that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's just been 
really great and it's a, it's a really it, it's it really flows with with Molly like we've done a couple of tracks since um that again have just like been super easy to write and we're kind of yes watch this space super single oh, yeah. from me and Molly in the future <laughs> I'm sure well isn't it just so nice when you find a producer that you can just get on so well with and you just yeah. click and then the tunes just come and come and come and flow and it's because it's you don't always get that do you with producers no. but when you when you do it's 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 amazing yeah it's great and I think like both her and Josh they give me the space to arrange so I can play instruments, I can write parts, like I can really kind of express what I want the song to be. And yeah, they both really give me a lot of space to do that. Because a lot of producers out there, they they don't want that. Or they're like, no, I'm making the tune. I'm the producer. Yeah. You just come up with the vocals and the lyrics. And even like, <clears throat> you, you know, when you give the input, they're just sometimes they're just not interested. They're like, no, yeah. you've done your job. This is my job. So the fact that they're doing that for you is great. Yeah, no, big it's, ups to it's them. really great. Yeah, big ups to these guys. <laughs> so I'll never leave in case you make it out. because I wanted to talk to you about that like it's like you're a drum and bass band but not just drum and bass obviously so yes how did it all come together um I wanted to set something up when we came off the tour with Fred Veen Graphics I was still like itching to do stuff so I got in touch with John and said um I wanted to do something I wanted to like set something up or collaborate or it, w- it was just kind of for fun at the beginning um and he said yeah like let's let's do something together um and so then we he he was working in a duo with Bruce, um, and then Bruce got Chris on board, and that was like the four of us became became Paper Dragon. <laughs> um, but we kind of like we we wrote the first EP, Birds of Paradise. That we wrote that quite quickly, mm. um, and that was all pretty pretty drama base e. Um, and then we started going out into different styles and just exploring different stuff. And now it's a it's kind of turned into a bit more of like, um, yeah, I, I, I say unusual. It's not that unusual. It's still dance music, but it's, you know, it's not straight up drum and bass. Um, yeah. And we've, a lot of it's been done in like, um, like we did a lot of it in real world, which was really cool. Like we've, we've managed to nice. have the opportunity to work in some really cool studios and try out some really cool techniques and things like that. So yeah, it's kind of like it's been a nice way to express myself, I guess. Definitely, yeah. I mean, have have you done any live gigs yet? I mean, or did it start during the pandemic? Or Yeah, we, you... did, we had one. Um, we had a show at the, the Croft, um, which was our first and last show. Because um, we had another one booked and then it, we, were, we went into lockdown. lockdown so, yeah. um, but it was crazy. Like, it completely, it was completely packed. And we didn't know like how because we I think we put like one <laughs> tune out and then we'd seem to have sussed this thing of like being elusive because I remember somebody did an article of, of the night and they were like the most elusive Bristol act Ooh, like, and I was like I'm not elusive. Very elusive yeah I don't <laughs> see myself as that but it was cool it worked. it obviously did the trick because it was it was rammed and um it was yeah it was kind of cool we had like dancers on stage oh, and just wow. went for something a bit different um so yeah, we've we've done like 
a, a little we we did like some live streams and stuff yes I um, saw those are we good yeah so we've done it's all you some, can do at the moment isn't exactly it? yeah some bits and pieces but yeah it's it is good. like the best feeling with a live band like I've got a band called collect the dots and it really is like you can't you just can't beat performing with a live band can you as much no. as I love like hosting a DJ set or whatever like it's just the best feeling it's because you're all on there together in it together it just feels so good. I just can't wait to do it again. It is great. No, I do love playing with a live band. It's fun. So Paper Dragon, <laughs> the name, it's a really cool name. Like, how did how did you come up with that? Has it got a meaning? I wish it did, because it is a cool name, <laughs> isn't it? No, it was, I I wanted to be, I always thought a, a name for a band would, would be cool, would be Paper Birds. Oh, um, nice. But obviously, because they're all boys, they were like, we well, can't be called birds. Yeah, um, got be, got be bloker. So we just went Dragons. through loads of, yeah, loads of different <laughs> things. So you're like paper, paper ostrich, paper, paper like Godzilla. Stuff. Yeah, and then eventually landed on paper dragon, and we were like, actually, that's really cool, and like it had some it really is. cool, um, uh, like artwork connotations, and definitely like, sp- a spiral or dragon means spiral or something mm. in. You can Chinese really play around artwork. with the artwork for that, can't you? Exactly. So there were like loads of, and Bruce is is very into his art, so he he got quite into that whole concept. So that was cool. And and then I still got my paper birds because I got I wrote a song called Paper exactly, Birds. So then it's I was, was then you were happy like all right <laughs> yeah. then we're all, all happy right. now yeah <laughs> but yeah it's cool. So have you got any gigs for um, Paper Dragon post lockdown locked in? We haven't. No, I think we we had have something in the planning that is going to mm. be massive. Um, so we're not doing anything before that. Um, it, if if we manage to pull it off, it's gonna we're gonna be collaborating with um, a circus uh, oh, wow. and putting on this like huge sort of show that is very. Um, oh, that sounds perfect for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So that that could be. And we want it to be totally different to like because what I'm doing, you know, I, I can be doing live PA's. I can be like hosting. Can be like performing as me. Um, but we wanted the Paper Dragon to be like something a bit different to that so mm. we didn't want to then be just going out and doing a similar kind of set to what I'd be doing mm-hmm. um so I think we'd be doing a lot less shows um uh, it's I feel like Paper Dragon is like an art project it's kind of mm. it's it's an expressive project and and a, a way to experiment and like try stuff mm-hmm. out and unfortunately like people have really connected to it and have been really loving the music we've had like some decent support for it so so that's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it, the songs that you do with Paper Dragon, is it completely Paper Dragon only or do you like do any like Roof Royal songs in there as well? Well, um, Forget the Rain uh, is is really is a, is a me song. Um, yes. But we decided to put it out with Paper Dragon. Um, uh, so that that's like the only kind of example of that. But everything else we write together. Um, and we kind of work as a work as a team. It's usually I usually write the beginning of a song, or they'll send me an idea and I'll write something around it. And then the production, it like sound design, Bruce is is really great at, and like Chris is really good at the mixing and the, you know, the sonic stuff. And um and John like John does songwriting, but he manages the project at the moment, which just takes up all of his time and he mentioned yeah. me and he's like Yay. beginning to build his roster so he's he's a very busy guy yeah and you've also <laughs> got your Swoo FM show as well yeah yeah that is fun Yay. I don't know why it's called 
the Ruth, like Paper Beats with Ruth Royal because it's John's show. It's like Paper oh, Beats. Very like, oh, it should be. I can I, do, I said, I, said, I was like, why haven't you got your name on it? It was like, I'm not putting my name on that rubbish. <laughs> it's a cheeky kid. But um, no, that, uh, he he loves the show. That I feel like that's his baby. And um, I'm just there for the witty banter. Yeah, you, see, you basically you're the personality, and he's playing all the tunes. Well, I don't know. He's he's more of the personality than me, I find. But um, <laughs> he's just a really. I think he's a really good radio host, and I really enjoy it. Like, I really like hosting and yeah. have loads. So, of when fun. is that for people that don't know? When is your Swoo FM show? It's uh, it's once a month on a Friday drive time um, Ooh, on Swoo FM. Slot. Yeah, it's pretty good. Five to seven. Um, it's uh, I can't remember which week it is. I think it's the third week of the month. Mm. I should know this, really, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that so you can tune in, and it's there's a link in my Instagram and stuff if people want to check out some of the shows because they are good fun. Yeah, and <laughs> it, what what kind of music do you play? Uh, mainly uh, paper beats is like anything anything electronic really, like anything yeah. with, a, with an electronic beat. Sure. Um, so we wanted it to be really eclectic. Uh, I do however play a lot of drum and bass because Whoa. i like it um and also like if we get people to pick tunes or say like what do you want to hear it's usually drum and bass because we well, live in because it, it is again for people that are listening that don't know what Swoo fm is it's a bristol fm radio not pirate fm mm-hmm. but you can listen to it all over the world you can listen to it all over the world indeed so, yeah it's pretty it's, and the, the team at through are lush like they re- they really love the show and yeah, they're just they're doing something really cool at Yeah, Swing. there's so many great people on, that I've got a show on there as well. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, big, it's up really, big up to FM. Big up to FM. Go check them out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got to talk about Keep It Real. So for those that are listening that don't know what Keep It Real is, one, where have you been? And two, well, <laughs> two, don't know, but you <laughs> basically, where have you been? <laughs> anyway, for those that don't know, Ruth, tell us about Keep It Real. Um, okay, so Keep It Real um, were, is a campaign that got started last summer. I say I started it, but I'm not sure I did. Like, I feel it was well, very organic. Kind of, no, but it, it was, is, but you were the brains behind it. Well, yeah, I think, well, I basically, it was it's about body positivity and it's kind of like boycotting um, unrealistic beauty standards that were being given. And I was, I was noticing that, like, filters on Instagram, I was using filters a lot. And I wasn't feeling very good about it. And I was noticing that like a lot of, I get quite a lot of like young women who message me on my Instagram and like ask me stuff and want to know about studio stuff. And Mm. I was like, I feel like this is, I'm putting out a great message like to be using filters all the time. Um, So that was my own personal thoughts about it. Like there's no shade on people that that do choose to use filters. It was just me kind of wanting to make a statement, I guess. Um, So I... I, I did a post basically saying I'm not going to use filters anymore. Um, but not, like, not for any reason, just decided I was, I was uh, you know, was going to say that I didn't, I didn't mean to start a campaign. <laughs> and then like, it went nuts. Like people, like loads of people interacted with the post, like loads of people DM'd yeah, it was me. Amazing, like, wasn't it was amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. I got so many private messages of people being like, I feel the same. I remember people, people being like, whatever you do, Ruth, I'm going to stand with you. And I was like, oh my God, Aww. this is a thing. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. This is clearly resonating with people and this clearly means something. So let's set up a Facebook group Um, and it was like predominantly coming from the drama based scene which I think is really cool and a lot of like you know yourself included like the women on the scene like got together joined this group and people started like sharing their own stories and 
everyone was like bigging each other up it was like it was quite emotional like it was yeah, really it was very powerful wasn't it it was really powerful and like guys were getting involved as well like it was yeah. a really like inclusive space um and I just yeah I just felt quite like in awe of it really um mm. so we were like you know at the at the beginning we were like okay so this is clearly a thing let's let's try and do something with this energy so I I posted a picture of myself um where I painted on my body how to get a bikini body have a body put on a bikini um and that had like people had really liked that post I was like oh why don't we um paint a hashtag on ourselves um as like a statement and let's do this uh, do an Instagram takeover so we decided to call it keep it real and I was like let's do a takeover we'll do a set a date and then get everybody to share a photo of them with keep it real on their body um and then like, you know, some, something that they love about themselves or something that they, well, whatever they want to share, basically. And it can be, it could be any part of your body. It didn't have to be um, yeah. revealing. It could be your, your finger or it could be your nose. Yeah, I think I did be... it on my cheek. Yeah, like, exactly. Cheek, like, yeah. It, I think that was... It Not was bum cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was important to stress that it didn't, you know, didn't have to be full body. Didn't, you could do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And oh my God, like the day we trended on Instagram, the day that we did it, like all the major drum and bass labels supported. Yeah, drum and like, bass arena got behind yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like everyone was sharing photos and it was just amazing. Um, we ended up getting like, there was an article in the BBC about it. Like UKF did a whole article on it. Um, it was just like, yeah, it made me feel very proud to be part of the drum and bass scene because it was like, it was really cool. And it was, I think it was cool as well because it didn't come, I mean, it, it came from me, but it wasn't contrived. It was sort of, mm. this is it how I feel. It was very organic, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone was, else was like, I feel like that too. And it was like, okay, well, let's say that we feel like this. And mm. um, yeah, so it was, everybody just posted an unfiltered photo of themselves with Keep It Real on their body, just looking how they look and loving life. Yeah, and, that's um, amazing. And it was wicked. Yeah, it was so, so cool. Um and so, yeah, I, th I think that's probably one of the things I'm the most proud of is just like being part of that movement. And it's oh, still, you good. know, it's still going on. Like people still share stuff on the group and people still support each other. And what's really nice is a lot of people use the Facebook group to sort of sometimes when they're like, I'm feeling a bit low today, I'm feeling a bit like I need a bit of a boost. Like, guys, I need a bit of a, you know, yeah, bit of help. And everyone really is nice. just like, we love you. You're amazing. So, yes. it's, yeah, which is great. I've got to say, like, for me, since this whole like keep it real campaign as you want to mm. call it like i've actually stopped using filters because i used to like you used to like always like oh i've got to put a filter on it i need to look better than what i do like, oh god like i was obsessed with filters and since this whole thing i, I, I rarely use a, a filter now if any but now i just think you know what this is me yeah and if you, if you don't like it then fuck it yeah <laughs> so yeah 100%. thank you for that oh yeah you are welcome like it's it's done the same for me like i I suddenly got more confident and like, because I'd made the decision to not use filters, it just was like, yeah, I look great. Like, fuck it. Mm. You know, I, and I genuinely felt like really good about myself. And, you know, I feel way more, I, I feel like I accept myself so much more now after like going through that whole process and like the, the amount of joy that, everybody got out of it and the and the amount of joy people have told me you know like like you saying that you now don't use filters and you feel great and you're kind of like mm, just accepting mm. who you are like 
that it gives me so much such a good yeah. feeling that yeah I just feel like way more confident in terms of how I look than I did when I was using filters all the time and like stressing yes. about my skin and like stressing about definitely I just don't give a shit now I just yeah <laughs> my Instagram well, like, like yes I'm wearing pajamas again <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my pajamas every day the last year <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah I think as well like the, it, again in this last year you know, there's quite a few of us out, well, I'll say more than a few of us that have put on weight in lockdown because, mm. you know, we haven't been on a holiday and we've been, there's nothing to do other than be at home and, and eat and drink and, you know, all the gyms were closed and whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot of us that have, you know, put on a few pounds here or there or whatever. And I think a lot of us have been like really self-conscious of that. But then this whole thing could bring it back to that. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like mm. what's inside is what it's all about. Like keep it real. Absolutely. You know, so again, it's it's really helped. I think that campaign has really helped. It, it was perfect timing, basically. It was, wasn't it? It was, I think that's probably why it resonated so much. You know, it's because people were feeling disconnected and they needed to feel part of a community and like that was such a feel-good thing to be a part of and people were getting so much individual support like you know people sharing stuff on that Facebook group and then having like loads of comments of like support and love and I just think there's that's so valuable I think that's that's a really important thing to do and yeah yeah. so well done everybody that was involved (laughs) yes well well done to you for starting it but it's like you said at the start of the chat like it's just in the drum and bass world people are so supportive you know like and it it, it brings it along with that as well so yeah yeah Yeah. big up everybody keep it real big up yourself (laughs) (laughs) big up yourself big up yourself big up your chest obviously an extremely busy woman so what do you like to do in your downtime <laughs> oh my god I don't know I've got, I'm like the worst person do you ever get hobbies. downtime or you're constantly busy with oh, music okay I yeah I am a busy person but I feel like that makes me sound like an arsehole like I'm really busy um oh I've never had time for myself I just you know I'm just like really workaholic but um <laughs> no it's I it's actually it, it is a, I do push myself a bit sometimes I'm a bit of a like I burn myself out um sometimes which is not good and it I think we kind of glamorize overwork sometimes mm. um and uh, I'm definitely I definitely fall foul of that and just like work myself into the floor and then wonder why I'm in tears um but <laughs> so yeah but what do I do for a hobby I don't know I used to go out and hang out with all my friends that used to be my um in my... normal time then when think about normal time in normal time the pandemic um well I tell you what I've recently got into because we're moving house and I've realized that I have an absolute love for DIY working oh. like doing room design stuff like that so like <laughs> my studio I've I've like done up and I've got a polka dot Amazing. wall for those of you who can't love see because you're on the podcast I, I have a polka dot wall it. I'm obsessed um, with polka dots oh I love it um <laughs> and just like getting been obsessed with like YouTube videos of do it yourself so Aww. I've been I've been like going and getting um paint samples from the shop and like testing out <laughs> different paint effects <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm convinced I'm going to get into gardening, which I'll probably do for about a week. And then I'll be like, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nah. So where are you moving to? We're, we're still moving, uh, still going to be living in Bristol, but we've... um. Oh, good. I'm moving to a house up the road, which Ooh. is really exciting. And where is um, up the road? So I'm in the centre of Bristol, so we're going to be moving to the like the top of um, sort of Hawfield area. Oh, nice. Which is uh, which is, so still on the Gloucester Road, where where Yay. I belong. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Gloucester Road. That. Oh, Yay. good. Yeah, we're moving as well. Actually, like oh, really? one of the things good to come out of the pandemic is we actually bought somewhere. So it's like, yeah, yeah. One of the good things, because there is, you know, it's, it's it's been a hard year, but there's, I feel like some definitely good things have come out of it. So yeah, I'd like to ask you, if you had to pick one positive thing to come out of this pandemic, what would it be? Um, weirdly, connection. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. although we've been disconnected, people have made so, so much more of an effort to stay connected and reach out so, to each yeah. other and like care for each other. And I think yeah everybody's just been a, a bit kinder it, it seems mm, um I know what you mean yeah and like you know people have really talked about mental health like mental health has become like even more easy to to talk mm, about and share how, where you're at and you know I think because so many people have struggled with it obviously in isolation I think that it, it's it's great that but more and more people are able to to talk about it and get help and you know share how they feel um and i think like live streams are a great example of that you know we've we've been forced creative people are awesome aren't they like you put them in a yes. situation and they will make something <laughs> cool um and that is just shown by all the creativity that's gone into these live streams and how how different people have done them and just the connection of that is amazing You've and done that, a bunch of live streams. I have done a bunch of live streams. Mine are not very well organised. I like your incredible live streams um, <laughs> that are just, congrats to you, they're just fantastic. Um, mine Thank are, you. I'm just going to put my Instagram live on and see who's about. Um, I think like on, you know, on the on that Facebook group that was made for the for The, the Chimps Chimps are one, brighter days. And they were like, yeah. the timings of all the live streams and it was like, you know, graphics is this, like into all of these ones are all these different places and like Ruth fuck knows <laughs> <laughs> whatever so, she wants yeah exactly so mine have been a little bit uh ad hoc but fun nevertheless um and uh I've done a few like organized ones with Paper Dragon yes um but yeah you I think professional ones with them and you fun ones on your own yeah exactly <laughs> um I think that's just I think the live streams are just a good example of how much people have put effort into connecting and I feel like I've met so many people this year even though I've not met them yeah it's it's mad isn't it actually you're right you know yeah. you have and it's like it's gonna be so amazing when we can all actually meet each other in the person yeah like, exactly ah, I know that's like, why I'm looking forward to hospitality in the woods it's just gonna be like yes that so one is people. gonna be inside Taking my refuge 
some fun questions okay fun like first thing in your head just say it so okay (laughs) a recent film that you've seen that you love i've seen that i love um oh god oh we did we we watched for this is a few films but we watched um all of the harry potter films recently and they are amazing (laughs) 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 i'm an absolute like harry potter fanatic um there you go yeah that was that was pretty awesome watching all of those. Oh, is it, is it seven or six? <laughs> well, it's the, the last one's cut in two. Yes. Yeah. So it's so big up awesome. Harry Potter. Big yeah. up Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was the first, if you can remember, the first ever song you bought? First ever song that I bought, I can remember because it was the Spice Girls, and I bought it Way! on cassette. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! <laughs> the album. Yeah, was it was it? the Spice Girls album, Spice Up Your yes. Life on I cassette it. and I used to play it really loud in my bedroom and get told off by my mum <laughs> uh, I used to absolutely love I still love the Spice Girls yeah, to be fair really <laughs> I had Charlotte Haynan on here a few a few episodes ago and we were talking about how much we loved the Spice Girls yeah they're wicked <laughs> yeah I've got no shame yeah, exactly. okay so wine or beer oh that, see that I've really had to think Ooh. about that because I I would say beer I'm like I'm an ale drinker, really. I love oh, wow. I love a good I ale. Expected that I know, right? Though. I like an <laughs> ale and a whiskey, but I also I really crave a nice glass of wine. So, but it depends mm. on the mood. Can I You're say right. both? It, you know, I'm going to give it to you. It's, it's my show. I'm going I'm to allow it. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Burgers or pizza? Uh, <laughs> you've done it again, like. It depends on the day, Colette. Like the mood, pizza's the mood. very important to me. It's a very, it has a very special me place too. in my heart. But then a good, bu- a good burger, you can't beat. You really can't. To be honest, do I don't know, actually know what I'd say. That, do you know what I mean? Like, I tell you, who does the best again? pizza is the Stable oh, yeah. in Bristol. The best. Oh yes, they are really good. Really, in fact. This one's um, like a bit out there, but this is placed on the top of White Ladies Road. It's just an independent little Italian. It's called Piazza di Roma. Their pizzas are incredible. I know in that Bristol. place. Yes. yes. They're really good, the pizzas there. They're just like a little, they're not a chain or anything. So I'm going to big them up as well. Yeah, big them up. <laughs> <laughs> right. What, okay, soulful liquid drum and bass or big anthems? It's going to be a both again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you just keep giving me two things that I love. Like you said, it really depends on your oh mood. Oh god, doesn't it? it depends on the day. I'm such a difficult. It's going to be guest. a boast again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'll let you off. All right. What about this one? Cozy night in or big night out on the town? I'd probably go for cozy night in. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I know. Trust me. Me too. I le- like. I'm one of those people that. I'm, I'm, if I'm out, I'm used to it either being a gig or like working in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm at a party or I'm at a rave and I either like don't know someone on the stage, that sounds really twatty, but like don't no, know, no, I'm a bit like, I don't know what to do with myself. Whereas if I'm like at home, it, even if it's a party, like at home with some mates, like just chilling out, listening to tunes every time I would choose that. Yes. 
me too i love it like like you said obviously once you're out you're loving it but being at home it's just so nice isn't it? especially this last on. year we're so used to... yeah exactly yeah. i like yeah, to know it real like, how easy it is to get to my bed at any at any one time <laughs> yes that's true like, don't have to get a taxi yeah i'm doing that <laughs> taxi <now>. to bed <laughs> bristol or london uh bristol 100 percent obviously yeah yeah that was an easy one yeah we got one yeah (laughs) sweet or savory um sweet or savory um i take can i go in the middle (laughs) is that both basically both then but not both not both i like things that are like like i really like curries that are a bit sweet and i really like cheese with like a jam I'm, a, yes. I'm about the sweet savoury, but I don't like, I like things that. that are too salty. And I don't like Pizza things that are too Pizza on a pineapple? Sweet. Yes, I'm all about that. Salted caramel? See, all about that. Yes, yeah. no, I, I get it. I'm the same. Okay, if you could be an animal, what would you be? A cat. I think I am a cat anyway. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if like that's what I choose to be, but I think that's what I am. I think yeah. I like sunny patches and I'm, I'm quite, uh, I'll come to you. <laughs> Yeah, like independent as well, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like I want to cuddle, but on my terms, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like to laze around. <laughs> yeah, it's hundred percent. Yeah. And also, what was the word you used earlier? I don't what was know. That word you used uh, when you when you said you were gonna around the club, you're gonna. Oh yeah, like wafting around. That's it. Waft around. Cats, Cats wa- do that. Wafting Cats around. Waft. Oh yeah, that's perfect. And to end on a deep one, what is your biggest fear? Um. Like a, a physical thing or like an emotional thing? Just anything or, you know, it could be anything. Well, I'm, a, I'm very arachnophobic. Um, Me too. Yeah, oh. that's oh. like, that's an issue. Um, so, But I, I shouldn't have said that. I don't like people knowing that because they might yeah. bring spiders somewhere. But um, well, To the gig, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pro- that's like, that's like a full on fear. And I Me guess, too, honestly. Yeah. I don't know what it's funny, isn't it? They're just tiny little things, but I'm just shit scared of them. Yeah, absolutely. You get freaked out by that. Yeah, I'd probably say that's 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 up there. There you go. The big ones. It's funny how many people have got that fear. Like, I think it may be. Why is that? Like, why is it spiders? People are so scared of. They're just tiny. They're so small compared to us. I think it's for me. I think it's how fast they run. Mm. I don't know They're what it is. Like... It's totally irrational. It's the same as heights, though, isn't it? It's like it's mm. things that can kill us it you have a you have a um instinctual fear of yes it's it's so weird but so thank you so much for coming oh thank you for having me yeah it's been really nice i just feel like you've been even though you're not in the room with me i feel like you've been in the room with me so any final words for your fans for my fans (laughs) for um, your fans like well guys um i don't know really just thanks for being awesome and like I love all of the messages that you guys send me and I love like I love hearing when you listen to tunes and yeah you j- I oh just, I did have a yeah. question actually one more question oh, yeah. have you got a favorite song that you've done forget the rain yes just out now guys just yeah. come out go get that forget the rain yeah, I'm amazing so song. happy with that tune um and it's the perfect timing for it uh yeah it is actually and I'm actually going to end the podcast with this song Forget the Rain Yay. graphics Roof Royal slash Paper Dragon <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much oh, thank you and yeah I really can't wait to see you at some point in the summer whether it's Bristol or Intrigue or 
Well, I'll definitely see you there, but I hope to see you before that. It will happen. We we will meet up and we will have gin in real life. Oh my God, we should do that. We should totally do that. And get Rhea involved as well. Definitely. (laughs) And and also, there's loads of vocalists. Well, I say loads. A little sounds here. A little sounds about, yeah. Charlie Bricks is in Bristol as well. So we should have a little Bristol vocalist. And Rhea's always here, so we'll have a little... We should have a little vocalist get together. I think we should 100% do that. I'd love that. (laughs) All right, we'll take care. And yeah, see you soon. Wicked. Bye-bye. So oh.